Welcome to The Snap with Alexis Perry and Sydney Jones. Welcome into the UC Health Training Center for the very first edition of The Snap. I'm Alexis Perry, and I am so grateful to be joined by the newest member of the Broncos media team, Miss Sydney Jones. Sydney, this has been a long time in the making, but finally we are here. The first episode of The Snap. How does it feel? Alexis, it feels great. I'm so excited to be in the recording booth with you talking about this because like you said, it has been a long time coming and we're just so excited to launch this new podcast called The Snap. Yeah, it's going to be great. Actually, before we get too far into this first episode, I want to start with the quick snap of today's podcast and quickly share some insight into what you can expect each week as you join us here every Wednesday on the Broncos Podcast Network. Through this podcast, we are going to be giving you a unique breakdown of the team. We're going to interview players, coaches, people close to the organization, but we'll really have a focus and a spotlight on some of the most prominent women around the organization and the National Football League. And, you know, this really is a dream come true. This is where we can talk football, but also share some unique stories that I think Broncos country will find really, really interesting. Absolutely, Alexis. And like we mentioned, it's been a long time coming, but it's been a long time coming for women in the sports industry. So I'm just really excited to highlight those prominent women in the Broncos organization in around the NFL and just talk about their careers and how long it's taken them to get where they're at now. Well, it hasn't taken you very long to get to where you're at now. I mean, you've obviously been up and coming in the industry for a little bit, but finally you've landed here with the Broncos. This is your very first training camp with the organization. You started back in April? Right before the draft. Hit the ground running there. Yeah, seriously. I remember your interview that you did with Jerry Judy. Um, Great stuff. Your content so far has been absolutely amazing. Just such an amazing addition uh, to this Broncos media team. But I have to get your initial impressions. It's your first training camp. What do you think so far? It is my first training camp, and I have to say I was a little iffy heading into training camp just because of the hype around the team, the national hype around the team. We've heard a ton of people talk about how good this Broncos team is going to be after, you know, all the offensive weapons we drafted this year, and I have to say... I think the hype is real. You know, it's still early on in training camp, so it's it's tough to say. But just on Monday, when they finally put the pads on, the one person that really stood out to me is Drew Locke. You know, Monday during the 11-on-11 drills, he was completing pass after pass, and it just seemed like he was in control of the offense. Looked like his decision-making and accuracy were a lot stronger than they were last year. And, you know, being the quarterback, you, you got to be the one person who's in control of the offense and leading that team. You know, those first few days, Friday and Sunday, uh, full speed, but not full pads. The pads, they make make all the difference. difference. (laughs) I know it's seriously, it's been so much fun these past couple of days. Like you mentioned, Monday, Drew Locke worked over the number two defense. We saw some great stuff from Philip Lindsay. Um, and I have to mention Philip Lindsay here for a second because I've been watching him really closely since his time with the Colorado Buffaloes, probably because I am a buff, go buffs. <laughs> but I think this version of Philip Lindsay that we're seeing right now is the best version of him. He's mentioned his son. You know, all of a sudden he has a little bit more motivation. But it's interesting because. He always has something to say. Every catch, every carry, you can hear him chirping after every play. Tuesday, he uh, he had a fumble, and he took it personally. I mean, we could hear him up on the balcony screaming. You know, he was upset. And I know post-practice, Coach Fangio was asked if that's kind of a bad thing. And Coach Fangio said, no, it's not a bad thing. I want my guys to be fired up. I want them to take their mistakes personally. Obviously, if it's detrimental to their game, then maybe we'll have to change something. But... 
a fiery Philip Lindsay is what this team needs. Oh, Alexis, I completely agree. And I'm glad you brought that up because I actually think Melvin Gordon coming to the Broncos has helped Lindsay in that regard. He just has more of a fire, like you said, underneath him. And I, I think it's only going to make him better. That competition is only going to step up his game. Okay. We have to move on to the defense because as great as Monday was for the offense, post-practice, Coach Fangio mentioned he wasn't overly thrilled about Monday's practice. He said it was just okay, which I feel like in Vic Fangio terms means he's highly disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> right? I would agree with that. Yeah, Right. So Tuesday, I don't know what exactly was said specifically to Denver's defense, but they came out and the intensity Von Miller, he wreaked havoc on Tuesday. I think I counted like five sacks throughout the day and at least three within a four-place stretch at one point. So Locke, he struggled a little bit early in 11-on-11s, but he cleaned it up later. But I think it's safe to say from what we've seen from Von Miller, this is also the best version of Von. Oh, I completely agree. And even Von said it. He said just his mentality this season or heading into this season is heightened. He is more in control of how he's feeling. He's more in control of the leadership he wants to bring to this team. And you can see that on the field. He completely dominated. And I have to mention, even Drew handled it well, you know, with the increase in pass rush. He showed his mobility. He showed his scrambling ability. And even Coach Fangio talked about it in the media press conference today that he was impressed by it. And he wants to see more of this, Drew. Yeah, I thought something that was really impressive from Drew Locke, even with the pass rush, specifically Von Miller was on his tail. He rolled out to his left and he was still able to connect with Cortland Sutton in the end zone. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Cortland Sutton because truly it was a good it was pass. A great catch it was a good pass by Drew Locke, but it was a amazing, amazing catch. It was an impressive thing. And I think that's something that we can continue to look forward to throughout training camp is the fact that Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, there's some chemistry there. We saw some Big chemistry time. with Alberto Kuebunam uh, in the red zone as well. But also, I mean, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, this offense is vibing and I'm feeling really good about it, Sydney. I am too. And Alexis, I have to praise you on your pronunciation of Albert O's last name. I'm not even going to attempt it right now. Yeah, that one takes some practice. Okuwebunam, I know. It's so much easier to say Albert O, but Okuwebunam, it's like a little bit of a flex, you know? It is. <laughs> I know. It is. It feels good. <laughs> I feels need to good. work on it. Speaking of flexing, uh, Devontae Bosby has been flexing all uh, over this Broncos offense. I am so, so excited for him. And I'm so excited to talk about him. He has been a huge topic of conversation at this camp for the battle for the Broncos number three cornerback role. Even Vic Fangio said it in his press conference that maybe it's a little too early to see any separation between him and the other corners. But Bosby has been looking good. He had two picks in the last three practices. A.J. Boye even praised him on Tuesday. He said that Bosby's knowledge of route concepts and ability to make, to make plays has impressed him. And quite frankly, it's impressed me. I really love Devontae Bosby's story. When you think about him, you know, he came into the league back in 2015 as a college free agent. He signed with the Chiefs. He spent some time with Vic Fangio in Chicago in 2016, but he's really bounced around quite a bit since then. And, you know, last year he played five games before missing the rest of the season with that super scary neck injury. So when you actually think about it, what he's gone through just to be in the NFL, but then now coming off that neck injury, 
no OTAs. The past few days have been the first time he's really seen the field. And for him to come out, what did we say, two interceptions? I remember a pass breakup as well. Mm -hmm. He's been really dominant, and especially in nickel packages. I know everybody wants Michael Ojemudia to be the guy week one against the Titans. But I will say, from what I've seen so far, it looks like it's Bosby's job to lose. I would agree. I'm on team Bosby all the way. I do like Michael Ojemudia, as you said, but he's still young. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a rookie. And I just want to see Bosby have a shot. Like you said, his story is a unique one. And I think it's time for him to shine. And I think this is the time for it. I really want to mention A.J. Bouye for a second as well. Given what he said Tuesday after practice, he said going up against guys like Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, and I should mention that Hamler saw some time with the ones on Tuesday. Uh, He said that Judy never gives you the same look every time, and he's loving going against him. He compared him to Amari Cooper. He said that he's going to keep him true to his technique. That is quite the compliment. Quite the compliment. And even beyond Boyer, Kareem Jackson also gave him huge compliments as well. He said he has an unorthodox way of running routes. He can get in and out of breaks better than anyone he's ever seen before. And let's remind everyone, Jerry Judy is a rookie. That is very impressive, especially coming from someone like Kareem Jackson, who's been in the NFL for years. And you think about the wide receiver position. It's not the easiest to go from college to the NFL, specifically at that position. I'd say tight end is another position that's a little Mm -hmm. bit difficult. We saw that with Noah Fant early last season. But right now it does seem like those two guys, as in Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, could actually make a really huge impact on this team early. Absolutely. I completely agree, Alexis. Okay. Well, it is safe to say that we could talk about training camp all (laughs) day long, but let's actually back things up to when the players started reporting to camp at the end of July. I think we both can agree that there were so many unknowns for everyone, but specifically for strength and conditioning coach Lauren Lando, there was really no way he could be 100% sure of the kind of shape that every Bronco would show up in. So let's actually catch up with Lauren right now and learn what some of the challenges were this offseason, maybe how camp is going so far, and learn a little bit more about one of the newest members on his staff. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to jump right into it. Given the virtual offseason, what were some of the biggest challenges that you and your staff faced trying to get these guys ready for the season without being able to work with them in person? Yeah, there were a lot of challenges when we look at how the offseason was conducted. Uh, doing it virtually, uh, you know, what we did, my staff, is we put together an online, we created an online platform where we videoed over 200 exercises and we built those exercises into an exercise library where the guys could just click on the workout for the day and they knew exactly the exercise they were doing. It would show a video of how to do the exercise, all the coaching cues. And it was really, it was something that really um, kind of hand, hand walked them through the, the entire offseason. So it was really good getting feedback from a lot of the players that were saying, wow, you guys really put a lot of time into this. So, so it was good to know that guys were actually getting in and doing it. Lauren, there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. So how critical was that ramp-up period for these guys in terms of getting them back to true football shape? The ramp-up period was critical because there's a lot of different things you look at when you look at being in shape. We can talk about being in shape, how my lungs and my heart respond to exercise, but then how do my tissues, how do my muscles respond to repeat movements and change direction? And so I look at it through a multitude of lenses, but those are my two biggest takeaways. And I'll say this, when our guys came in town, they were in pretty good shape. 
Um, our rookies were in okay shape. I didn't. I don't think they understood what the altitude was going to be like. Our veterans were pros. They showed up in shape and they were ready to work. The ramp up period in itself was very important because it's hard to go from zero to a hundred. And so for us, using that ramp up period really prepared them for a lot more of the football movements, the change of direction on subsequent days that a lot of guys maybe weren't doing in the off season. So for us, it was absolutely critical. And then uh, our, our job was to turn around and hand them over to the coaches and, and say, here you go. Now, Lauren, I know there's been someone helping you get these guys acclimated over the past few weeks, and that is Emily Zaylor. What does Emily bring to your staff? Emily brings a, a lot of experience. Emily Zaylor brings a lot of experience from the, the collegiate sector, the MBA, private sector. So she's, she's really broad in her abilities. Uh, but the thing that's really unique about her is her, her attention to detail, how hard she works. I mean, she comes in and she grinds, and uh, it's been an awesome addition to our team. Lauren, what advice would you give women who are passionate about strength and conditioning and hope to get a job in the NFL or really professional sports in general? You know, number one thing is you've got to be passionate about this because it's a, it's a tough road to get going for any coach. It's a tough road to get going. And a lot of times we're going to be told no in, in many opportunities, and we just have to keep banging down those doors. And I think that's something exactly what Emily has done. She keeps banging down the doors, and, you know, she, she runs into some really good situations where her skill set can provide some extreme benefit and help to like they have to the Denver Broncos. Uh, the other thing I would say is, you know, just like any job, you're going to have good days and tough days. The, the key is to stay level, level all the way through. You heard the amazing things Lauren had to say about Emily Zaylor, but that was only scratching the surface. As the only female member of Lando's strength and conditioning staff this season, Emily has had to overcome countless obstacles to get this opportunity to not only prove that she belongs, but more importantly, to prove to other women that their dream of coaching in the NFL can become a reality. Emily, thanks so much for joining us today. Before we dive into your career, first off, I just want to know, how is training camp going for you so far? Training camp has been amazing, um, loving every minute of it, and just really thankful for the opportunity to be here. Emily, what does a normal day on the job look like for you? So a typical day um, starts around 6 a.m. for the strength management staff. And typically we get here, and the first thing that we do is put tracking devices in all the athletes' jerseys. So we use the company called Catapult that allows us to see Things like the distance that they covered during practice, the top speed that they reach. So it just tracks a variety of different uh, metrics that, that we look at as conditioning staff um, during camp. And then after that, depending on if the guys are lifting that day or not, we'll get the weight room set up. Uh, we'll go out to practice, warm up the guys on the field, watch practice, help in any way that we can during that time. And then afternoon, if it's a lifting day, we typically have six groups uh, come in and lift in the afternoon. Well, in regards to the players, how critical was that acclimation period for the overall strength and conditioning for these players before they got into those full speed, full padded practices? Great question. The acclimation phase was critical and essential. Uh, without it, you know, going from being in in the middle of a global pandemic and not really knowing, you know, what guys are, are training, you know, hopefully, you know, everyone's doing something, but it's going to be different than being on a structured program like we have been doing here. 
And so having that affirmation phase to be able to prepare the guys to be out on the field playing their sport was essential. So I know we were all really happy as a staff to be able to have that time um, to spend with the team. Now, Emily, you're the only woman selected to be a part of the Broncos 2020 diversity coaching and scouting program. What does that mean to you? It means more than I can express, to be honest. Um, it's been a dream of mine forever. Um, and to be able to have that opportunity to represent women and show other women that it is possible to work you know, within the NFL or you know, whether you're a strength conditioning coach or you're in any other coaching position that keep going after it. And I hope to be an example uh, for other women that want to say. Emily, I know the path to get to the NFL probably wasn't the easiest one. What was that path like for you? Yeah, so my background, uh, I've been coaching for the last 10 years. I started out working with athletes uh, back in 2010 when I got done with undergrad and initially started off, you know, this is what I always wanted to do, um, would be at the highest level of sport within strength and conditioning. And, you know, I was told back then, you know, it's not realistic. You know, it's hard enough for anyone to get an opportunity to work within the NFL or the NBA, but especially being a woman, like, you know, why not, why don't you go, go try something more realistic? And, you know, I didn't want to accept that as the answer. Um, however, I started working with everyday people and was running training departments for a few high-end um, facilities. And in 2017, so about three years ago, I kind of had a moment where I realized life is really short not to go after what you really want to be doing. And I'm going to set out and create a plan to, to continue to pursue this lifelong goal that I've had. And so I laid out you know, the steps that I felt were actionable um, that would get me here. And you have to love it when a plan comes together. So. Now take me to the beginning. What made you want to go into this field? Yeah, great question. I've been an athlete my whole life, so I've been soccer in college. And growing up, I was always the girl that was playing football with the boys in the neighborhood in the street. And I've been a lifelong football fan. Um, you know, my family, we had season tickets. So going to NFL games has been part of my life, you know, since I was a little kid. And I've always loved the sport of football. And I knew that I couldn't play football being a woman. You know, now there are other opportunities for that, but back in the day, you know, there weren't. And being able to to coach within this sport has just always been an aspiration of mine. And my passion for strength and conditioning specifically developed um, during my time in college. I talked to Lauren Landau before this and asked him what an addition you've been to his staff. And he said that you've been a great addition, that you're very detail oriented and that he is very excited to have you on his staff. What does that mean to you to hear a legend in the strength and conditioning world say that about you? Yeah, that means the world to me. And working for Coach Lando, like you said, he's legendary within the field. And I couldn't think of a better person to be able to learn from and work with on a daily basis. So to hear you know, that feedback from him it just it truly gets me excited and gives me more encouragement to, to keep going. Now, last but certainly not least, what advice would you give to other women looking to land a similar role in professional sports? Advice for other women would be to believe in yourself, believe that you can do it, 
and keep going after it. People are gonna tell you no, that you know it's not realistic, or your resume may be tossed in the trash because you have a woman's name on it rather than having you know, a man's name. But every time you're told no, you have to just keep moving forward, and you're eventually going to get a yes. Uh, my advice would be to be proactive, reach out, and if you don't ask, the answer will always be. Well, Emily, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you joining us for this inaugural episode of The Snap. We look forward to watching you uh, and your success throughout the rest of the season and beyond. Sydney, wow. How great was Emily's story? Very inspirational. Yeah, Alexis, she truly does have an inspirational story and it took her a lot to get to where she is today. So I just hope other women are listening to this podcast and can take some of her advice if they're looking to land a similar role, which you typically don't see from women. There's not a ton in the strength and conditioning world. Yeah, her story is unique with regards to the industry that she's in. We see a lot of women in, you know, broadcasting, journalism, things like that in terms of, you know, looking for a career in sports. But strength and conditioning, that's such a cool career path. I'm so happy for her and look forward to following her journey. But that is all the time we have for this very first edition of The Snap. We will have stories like Emily's and so many more coming up every single Wednesday right here from the UC Health Training Center. So be sure to tune in to Training Camp Live every training camp practice at 9.15. Sydney, she has some really awesome stories that she'll share with you there each and every day. And every weeknight at 6.30, check your local listings for Training Camp Tonight powered by Ford. We'll be back next Wednesday for another edition of The Snap.